All right, welcome everybody to the Caregivers Care Jar podcast. Uh, so good to have you on board and looking forward to uh, this episode. My name is Vaughn Foy, the voice brander, and my special and wonderful co-host is Miss Christy here. So say hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> um, and we have um, just a, a, a cool special guest, and this is going to be a, a great show. Now, let me make sure I get it right, because I'm always with names. So we have Mr. Christian Andreessen. I said it right? That is correct. Hello. Right. Hey, welcome. Welcome uh, to being on the episode. Uh, now, Christian is Christy's son. And if I say it right, so this is the middle, um, I don't want to say middle child, but you are the middle child. My oldest son, yep. Oldest son. Uh, three. So uh, this is going to be really cool. And today's topic, we're you know, sharing about caregiving as a sibling. Um, we've talked about um, you know, as son or daughter caring for your parents. And we've talked about parents caring for their children. And now um, we had one episode with Cassandra a while back um, talking about also caring as a sibling. And um, so, but this is uh, super unique and, and great uh, having Mr. Christian, Mr. Christian here. So um, we are uh, looking forward to just diving right in. So Christian, I know we gave just a little intro. Tell us a little bit about you and what you're currently up to and um, welcome. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hello. Well, uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, like you said, I'm Christy's son and um, right now with COVID, I'm currently getting to enjoy the likes of my home with, <laughs> with not much work. Um, my husband's working, so that keeps everything intact for us. So I don't really have to worry about too much right now, which is very, very nice. Um, hopefully when everything starts to open back up, I'll be able to go back to school. Um, I'm hoping to become a clinical social worker. Um, yeah, but right now I'm just chilling. <laughs> gotcha, 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 gotcha. Cool. Clinical social worker, really quick, like um, what does that involve? You say educate me, I'm always asking. But. Um, so it's, it's kind of like a therapist. Um, it's a social worker with like an attached, like human degrees, um, onto it. So I could, I can do a lot of social work type stuff and also, um, be licensed to like actually give uh, mental health medical advice to people as well. Gotcha. So, yeah. Hopefully I'll be able to, yeah, looking to start my own. It's mom's his own best nonprofit. client. <laughs> You will have your own nonprofit, sweetheart. You will. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be an interesting interview with moms here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, cool. So yeah, your own nonprofit, and it's interesting because um, this is this is Mental Health Month um, um, mm -hmm. at the time Perfect. of this recording, uh, the month of May, and so uh, great stuff. Great to hear. Well, diving right in. So those that have been following and maybe listened to like the earlier episodes of our beginning episodes when we started the podcast, you know, we shared um, a lot and Christy shared a lot about, um, about her son and, and caregiving for uh, Jeffrey, but definitely we want to get, tell us kind of, you know, your, from what you, from the beginning, so to speak, um, 
you know, how old were you when, um, uh, when all of this was being learned and understood about what is going on and how you got into your caregiving uh, role or position um, just as the, the family, how did, how did that start? <laughs> how did it all start? Um, well, it's, it, I can't really, I guess, remember how it started. I was kind of born into it in a sense. Um, my brother is younger than me and he's, he's the one that we're, um, talking about. He, he is the sibling, um, that I grew up with. He's, he's 11 months younger than me. So I wasn't, um, I, I'm, I'm a little bit older. Um, but for the most part, it's just always been something that, that has always been in my life. Um, as as early as I could comprehend like anything, um, he, he was alive and, and already sick. So it was just always that, I don't know, that's always been the norm. There's never been like anything, but that type of lifestyle Mm. that I've known. Um, Mm. so it wasn't really something that I had to really learn outside of anything new. It wasn't like a new normal that I, it didn't change my normal. Um, it was just always the case. Um, so I don't know. It wasn't, it, it didn't, um, yeah, it didn't hit me like anything. It didn't come like a ton of bricks. Maybe, maybe a good time to talk about is when I like realized that he was mm. like sick. Maybe, maybe that like it, that, that lifestyle wasn't normal. Right. Um, and that was more along the lines. I started going to, to school. I don't know. In elementary school, you start to realize like, Oh yeah, most, kids do go to school every day. Um, <laughs> most people aren't sick. Like, I don't like you, you just start to see things that are a lot more normal behavior. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I it was, it was never super difficult or jarring or different to me. Right. Um, just because it was always, it was always my norm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, no, that's a, you know, great point. Uh, and I didn't even think about that. I forgot you guys were so close. So, it wouldn't, by the time you even comprehended anything, it, it was the norm. So like you said, so tell us about, yeah, that, that starting to realize like, hmm, um, wait. And then when did that kind of like, what, about what grade was that starting to, that realize? Um, hmm, what grade? Probably, probably like first or second. Um, I remember I, I had a friend, one of my like youngest friends, um, uh, his name was Travis and I'm sure my mom remembers him, but when we lived up in Reading for like the first nine years of, of eight years of my life, um, that he was, he was probably my best friend up there. And I, um, I met him in kindergarten and I spent a lot of time at his house when, when Jeffrey was sick or when things like weren't working out. Um, I'd spend time over there. So there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of scenarios that I, that I wasn't witness to. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that was kind of protected from me. Like I didn't understand how bad things were. Um, when I was younger, it was just like, oh, Jeffrey's sick again, or Jeffrey's in the hospital again. Like, can I come over this weekend? Like it wasn't, I don't know. It was, it was so normal that it wasn't, um, that it was never an issue when I started to like try and work around it. Mm. And then yeah. I guess maybe just being like at 
at his house all the time I started I started to notice that like that it wasn't normal for like kids to always be away from their parents for kids to like try and get out of the way to make like life easier at home so I was like oh okay maybe that's something a little different um, <laughs> but yeah it was it was never like like thrown into my face or like a big thing I don't know I just it was just always like behaviors that I did because of the situation I was in and then I would slowly start to realize that that wasn't always the case um, but I was also around a lot of other one thing is that that like my brother would go to the hospital he'd spend a lot of time in children's hospitals or he'd spend a lot of time around the other children and I would have time to like connect with other siblings um there would I don't know you would see other siblings in there you would you would um I don't know there was a lot of it like I understood at a young age that like oh there are other kids going through this as well mm. so I feel like it didn't really I never really felt different mm. I just noticed that things were different at times like so I don't know it was yeah I, that's just that's just never been an issue for me really as like my brother's illness is like I've never seen it as an issue for me it's never right. been an issue for me so right I don't know interesting um you know even as you're talking I never I, uh I'm reminded and I I just came to mind but my I remember my brother was um had a like a very sensitive uh, operation when he was like five, I must have been eight, he might have even been younger, but um, it was only for a short period of time. And when you were mentioning about being at the you know, hospital and seeing other siblings or other people, he was at a military hospital um, and we had to leave him there for weeks for him to heal and stuff like that. And um, for me, it was kind of out of the norm, but we were so young that even going to visit him, it was painful to leave him because he wouldn't you know, want, want us to leave you there by himself. And uh, right. while you were sharing that, it just came to memory about, um, um, but I knew that him being in the hospital, I think he was in there for actually a couple of months. Um, and, um, but that was, I'm going to go see my brother and it wasn't, it wasn't out of the norm yet. Like, yeah, yeah, like it just, well, even it's kind of like now, like I think a lot of people, like everyone has been just adjusting to COVID life, like, like after a while you just it's not it's your norm like it's mm -hmm. it's not it's not different for you it's just that's your life and it's just yeah like that's just the life you're living like and it, it's, it is what it is like so right. i don't know i think at a very young age i i recognized that and i was just like okay gotcha. this is what we're doing like <laughs> like i don't know gotcha interesting right. was, was there a point so you know that was like early element was there a point where um <clears throat> um you know staying like on kind of like caregiving part was there a point where um you become more involved in like his care like when he when he did come home or watching um you know? yeah i mean that that was kind of in and out always growing up i don't know my mom like we didn't have the most stable home my mom and my birth father didn't get along very well and so there was like a lot of times where we were apart where they were apart so we there were my mom would be working and we would step in my mom worked a lot of nights growing up um so we 
every we she did her best to have a babysitter but there was often times where we we wouldn't have a babysitter and mm-hmm. then you know we would we would just know how to take care of him I don't we <laughs> I remember I knew how to give shots by wow. like the time I was like eight wow. like I remember like practicing on an orange yeah. when I was little I remember like <laughs> like I still remember like the way my brother would take his shot like he would never Shots like didn't hurt him, but he would just go like ah 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 ah. He would always like like whine up until you like hit the shot with him, and then he'd be like ah, and like it was just this like whole process. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, like I don't know, like there was just that we would, but you know, that if mom wasn't home that night, then we would do it. Um, I don't know, we'd give, we knew how to give breathing treatments like my mom's profession a respiratory therapist like I could probably get pretty far into schooling without ever having to like take <laughs> course <laughs> any courses um yeah like there's just he definitely knows how to do the job kind of a lot sure. yeah um I so give I him know. one month like he that. could study the material for 30 days yeah yeah well and then there was like she forgets but the whole time she was in school like she was listening to all of those on tape like like, she didn't have like books like she listened to all of her books on tape so like that was just all every ride home from school it was in the car every day yeah just like always on like wow i just have random like respiratory stats to this day son i remember you telling me mom the answer is 14 french catheter mom you've listened to it a hundred times that's the answer (laughs) wow Wow. they went through school with me vaughn i they were every bit a part of it that's that's like amazing that's pretty cool interesting like you you like uh, what do you call it um oh well that's you almost got like a um <laughs> i forgot the name but a, a passive hit <laughs> of schooling yeah it definitely got a little some some free education so <laughs> <laughs> wow so yeah. how, oh, go ahead <laughs> but oh, yeah i was just gonna say yeah it was it, it's just always been the case even I don't know even recently when he got into the car accident that mm-hmm. like he just wasn't stationed at a hospital that was super close to my mom or my sister so I just went up there and sat in the hospital like mm-hmm. during the day with him right. but it, it just comes and goes like when it's needed luckily my mom and my sister like really really take care of him and really really like just still do and i i don't have to step up that much i'm i'm very fortunate like i'm able to be like a distant sibling in a way gotcha. so yeah gotcha and then it's interesting because it, and there's a lot that are um you know distant siblings whether by just choice or just by geographic location or um or like in this case like you said you know you um your mom and your sister just go ahead and take care of it. That's real interesting. And I think too, though, I think too, I want to give Kristen some extra credit here. Mm -hmm. I think too, part of his team, part of his teamwork is, is he, you know, because he's so great in his gift of social working, he is really good about me and Brianna can call him for anything. And he will ground and center us like nobody's business. Like when we are just totally at our wits end and dealing with 
you know, cause Brianna's two oldest daughters have the same syndrome. So he's really good about dragging us off the edge of a cliff and like, okay, it's going to be okay. You know, he, he gets us back to where we need to be. So I think for both Brianna and I, we both do that. We call on him and we're like, okay, only you would understand what I'm going through right now. Let me, you know, vomit some frustration on you. And yeah, he totally gets us right back where we need to be. So wow. it's definitely a team. It, it, he does his more than his fair share, I think. Gotcha. <laughs> he has to deal with me and Brianna. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's, that's, that's true. So like during, you know, high school and stuff, it was, it's kind of the norm. Did you find yourself like that? Um, uh, and I'm sure you do. I'm just thinking even just as a, as a, um, a thinker and a, kind of the, the, the male presence of just like, okay, let's, let's, you know, I, I've only worked with you just a little bit, but I can already tell like, okay, let's just keep things simple calm down and let's just get to the situation. <laughs> okay, this is the problem. It's not all of this. It's like, let's just stay grounded. <laughs> yeah, I'm much more, yeah. I like to like stay focused and try and only deal with the issue if it's an actual issue. Um, <laughs> and if it's something that like I can't control, then it's, there's absolutely no reason to worry about it. Like it's just wasted energy in my opinion, so. Mm. Um, I try really hard to like, look, look at the big picture, always, always make sure I'm looking at every angle and understanding like why I'm upset or why I'm bothered by something, try to look at it from whoever else is involved in this situation, why they're, why they would be upset, bothered. And, um, yeah, that usually helps keep things just like when I look at things that way, it keeps it's just very easy to keep things simple because it's just like, oh, that doesn't matter. So we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> right. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Huh. Good. Good things. What um so through, you know, high school, um, uh, you know, in the house, was there a point when um or when like now, you know, you're, you know, distance and everybody's in their own locations. Like, um, did you, were you in the house through, um, in going to school or, you know, um, or, you know, where, when did like you separate and it kind of became where you become a distant, a distant sibling rather than an in-house sibling? Like, um, well, I first had moved out when I was 17. Um, and that was, that had a lot like that that was more more stuff going on at home um my mom and her boyfriend at the time were going through a split up and it was just there was like so much going on everywhere Jeffrey was really sick at the time my sister was not wanting she, she was in a mood um so she was, was trying just, to figure out her life too yeah <laughs> we were all trying to find our place lot. in life <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, at that moment, I was, um, it, I, I was moving out because I was just like, let me remove myself from this situation. I was trying to take care of my mental health and really focus on like making sure I finished high school and making sure I like, just like made it into the world. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so I moved out and like kind of only worried about myself for a little while. 
uh, I didn't make it very far. My mom moved a block away from me after I moved out. <laughs> so, yes. yes. <laughs> It's like, so, I love uh, him. I need him close. <laughs> yeah, that um, that that was that was good. That was good though. We um, we ended up all moving back in together, maybe like a year after I moved out. Um, and we had kind of all we were kind of all like, okay, are we ready to get everything figured out? Um, so we'd kind of all like made a plan, and we all moved into a house together, and then we I forget what I told Brianna I still feel bad for Brianna because I really think that if I had like our situations would have been very swapped um, but I told Brianna like I am moving out by February if you don't move out and she yeah. sat on it and then she was she's been tied to you mom for for all since then <laughs> <laughs> it's okay yeah. it's okay <laughs> Well, just in terms of like houses, you know, she like I'm the one that got to move out and I get to live alone right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So hey, you set your boundary with her. You were like, look, if you don't move out with me, you're going to be stuck with mom. And so. Yeah, I was like, it's going to be harder. Interesting. That's good but, stuff. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, we are a family of follow through for sure. All right, all right. So for uh, for for the audience, so then uh, this is really good perspective, like for like uh, like you said that you kind of grew up and it was kind of natural. It was part of the norm, whether um, being in in and out of the hospital even when you got to an, um, an age uh, and place to go on on your own, come back, you already knew coming back, um, it's, this is what the norm is, you know, uh, our family and everybody has their own uh, attributes and stuff. And then, you know, you leave on your own again and then you're a distant caregiver. So like, like the incident now, years later when the, you know, the motorcycle uh, accident happens, but, you know, it's your brother you're gonna step in, mom can't or sister can't, or you're you're going to um, you know kind of step in. Is there was there any times between uh, then and now from then and now where um, uh, Jeffrey needed to be like in your care? Um, 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 like well, I no, I've never been like the primary caregiver okay. for him um there when my sister wasn't living with us when we were younger like before i hit 17 um i spent like quite a few teen years taking taking care of him um but it wasn't i, I was never the primary caregiver um there, my mom was around um and her boyfriend at the time he was around as well and he he was a nice guy to us he he did his best with the sick kid he he didn't really know how to do anything but he did his best um so it yeah. like it was never it was it never really felt like I didn't have help as a kid or anything like that it was just there was always I I just I had to help like I, it, my mom needed help and my sister needed help and my brother needed help and so like it I never felt like I was the one that was really like missing anything but I did have to step in at at times just when they needed help so 
yeah, I was never the primary caregiver. Gotcha. So you're, <clears throat> you're more support for the primaries, so to speak, and su support as needed or, or as you see in fit or where you can help out. It's like you're. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I had, he's also like the, there was the difference where like, he was my younger brother, which I don't know if that makes a difference, but like, he's my mom's son and my sister's younger brother and they just have like a much more like protective nature of him where I'm still very much like shut up leave me alone fine if you don't want to eat dinner then you're not eating dinner like um, I'm just like <laughs> I'm making it right now do you want to eat then okay I guess you're not eating <laughs> like I was just much more of a brother. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was the true sibling. <laughs> like, yeah. And so yeah, I like I would I I would only fight with him so much before I was like, I am not for fine, you wanna die? <laughs> cool, see ya bro. <laughs> Mom, Jeff won't take his medication. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I was just like, I'm not yeah. <laughs> interesting hey. yeah yeah i was he was still very much he was my younger brother before he was my sick brother and right. so like yeah like i was just like come on get and he was a jerk a lot of the time to me he was the younger <laughs> brother like he used his illness to his advantage he mm. he pulled all those tricks he was still a shysty he little did. younger brother he absolutely <laughs> did he absolutely did um, that's a fun, that's funny yeah perspective yeah I have a younger brother and yeah get away with all kind of stuff of like dude no 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 yeah it, yeah I'd be like he is not sick no no mom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh wow yeah yep. that's funny yeah that's funny yep brother before I like that that's cool <laughs> well how um this has been really good like how um uh, in the in the, do you have any more stories with the brother scenario? Because that's funny. <laughs> um, I I mean, yeah, there, I, there's plenty. He's, he's definitely an annoying younger brother. Well, and I think too, he would use his blindness a lot too as his scapegoat. Oh yeah, his yeah, of all the time. He's because he's not fully blind. He's mm -hmm. he 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 does have a lot of visual disabilities like he he there is definitely moments where he cannot see at all but there are moments where he can see and <laughs> he can get his own glass of milk from the fridge it's fine <laughs> christian was the encourager by far yeah you kept that's kind of like yeah you know you can do it you can do it not a not uh yielding to every cry for help kind of thing no not yeah. not at all i'd be like because there there was you know there was a few times where he definitely was dying and i was like oh <laughs> we need to do something um, <laughs> but unfortunately for him i had been in those situations and i was like no you're not dying now so <laughs> <laughs> wow I've seen it. That's not what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you at your worst. You've got more in you. Keep going. Wow. That's good. Stuff. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> good, good. Well, um, kind of for, um, 
for the listeners and then you know other other siblings that may be in the situation what would be a couple things that you would uh you know just encourage them with if you know during those challenging times or those you know frustrating um times or you know what what things that you know you you, you looking back kind of cherish and that you can speak to those that are kind of you know just realizing where they're you know what they're what uh, what's what's happening or what's going through or the situation what would you say um i would i would probably say like well the thing so the thing that helped me the most like no without a doubt was video games mm -hmm. um they they provided like a world that i could escape into and control and conquer and so like in my current world where things were like chaos, I couldn't control anything going on. There was too much stuff. Like I could go in and save someone and I could go in and protect the world and it was fine. Like, so I had like, I had like a, a fairly low impact, like extra hobby um, that I was able to do on my own mm. and, and like, uh, get a sense of like accomplishment and achievement and completion. Whereas mm -hmm. like in the real world, everything feels like out of sorts, nothing's making sense, nothing's in your control. Like, let me go complete this task. Like Mark, check this off. Cool. I did it. And then it's easier to, I don't know, go back to the real world and, and knock something out because it was just like, I have, I was able to feed that sense of accomplishment somewhere. Um, and then I also played a lot of sports. Um, I was always in sports growing up. And so that's probably what allowed me to get out of like a lot of my like, I, I, I'm probably not the most angry person or aggressive person, but playing sports, definitely, I was able to like, amp that up. Mm -hmm. And I was I was pretty good at sports. I you know I was often making all stars. I was often like, I, I really, really like sports. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, that was a that was an easy way for me as well. You know, practice in a game once a week, at least twice a week. I'm going out for like an hour and just like exhausting myself, so that like mm -hmm. that energy isn't building up to like be released on a kid at school or on a sibling at home or on a parent at home. It's 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 being released somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, so. I, I, it, it's frustrating because a lot of mental health and through like mental health whispers, basically you hear like, you know, exercise and, and like doing something you enjoy is what helps. But that's, that's basically what it came down to for me. Mine happened to be video games and playing sports. Like I hate going to the gym. I still hate it. I won't go run on a treadmill, but if you put a soccer ball in front of me, mm. I'll, I'll go, I'll go for two hours. Like, that's totally fine. Um, mm. So I would, I would, for me, um, I would definitely say find something that's like sometimes reading a book or reading a book can be just as good. Like finishing a chapter is a sense of completion, like, um, and anything puzzles, doing puzzles, like getting puzzles, like you're complete, you complete this puzzle. So um, just anything that you can do that's like completely in your control. Mm like so that so that you don't feel like you're not in control like it it's that's just the easiest way that's how it was for me anyways it was really easy for me to to regain my composure and feel like I could do something because like I actually was doing something I just like 
now I just needed to shift that energy back to like the real world. Wow. <clears throat> that's good stuff. I think it's really having something you can control. I like that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so that you can, and sometimes like it's a pet, like you could get like a pet, mm. you know, like make sure you go on that walk every day. I don't just, it's just like, you know, make sure you're paying attention and doing something that you can do instead of mm. always being stuck in a world that you can't do anything. Hmm. Hmm. Good. That's yeah. some good stuff right there. Super helpful. I mean, that alone just for the regular caregivers, right? Yeah. For us uh, primary caregivers, that's great feedback. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's what I'm getting at. Like find find something for yourself that like you get to complete and get to do and get to be proud of. And it doesn't need to matter to anyone else, but it's like it's your thing that you do. When you complete it, you feel good because like you understand the sense of accomplishment that you did. Like you're not like running to your wife or your husband or your like look cool like trying to to get that accomplishment from them like it's self-fulfilling you did it like right. self-honoring <laughs> yeah Peter, love it that's good stuff super helpful <clears throat> super helpful well great um man this has been awesome awesome story uh and awesome feedback and uh and i appreciate you uh sharing everything um we always laugh because it's like um, I know of you for all these years, but we just recently met. So hearing, yeah, <laughs> hearing all of these stories and stuff um, is, is um, it just gets me to know a little bit more and um, and also helpful for our listening audience. But yeah, that's cool, cool to get to know. Uh, yeah, well, great for letting me share. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on board and thanks for um, sharing. Um, what, uh, we have Christian. Um, on not only to share but he's uh just to let you know he's like really behind the scenes as well um helping with our on our design and management of our our website that looks awesome and um um when we started this and just asking hey uh, you know i know you've done a lot of things for uh different nonprofits in your own websites and then uh, when we started talking and stuff and then you're like hey i got this idea and I, so all of the the flowness and idea and this is uh that's all christian <laughs> and uh his creativity and skills so really uh, grateful for that and now he's on the team now you get to put your own profile up and all of that good stuff <laughs> oh yeah yeah, that yeah. <laughs> um, make sure you got that big smile Jeez. Yeah, I think I think I, I I have like one headshot somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got it. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Well, we um, uh, well, thanks everybody for joining us on the show. We're gonna uh, wrap this episode up, and again, thanks Christian for uh, just sharing and um, getting to know and understand. Uh, we are. Um, at the time of this episode, we are uh, still getting ready to um, launch off and we want everybody to just continue to stay tuned and to support. Um, actually, Christian, the final question, um, you know, learning about the Caregivers Care Jar and the podcast and stuff, what what were your, your thoughts and just feedback on and, uh, you know, and supporting uh, of this, you know, how is it, how is it, how do you see it as being beneficial and 
to your tattoos oh, and stuff? I I think it's pretty great. I um I, I'm I like podcasts. I I listen to quite a few podcasts, and so yeah, the idea of having this caregivers, the idea of any type of community being able to like have an outlet and come together is is always a positive for me. Um, so I don't know. I think it's really really cool and really good. Com like um, managing communities is kind of what I've been doing, like work wise, always since I was since I was like young, since I was like 16, I would manage like in-game video game guilds of like 50 plus people. And like, mm. I don't know. I just like being able to bring communities together. And so I think, I think it's really cool watching my mom kind of take to it. And then knowing you as well, like, like you mentioned, like I've always heard of you. And so like knowing that she's doing it with like a close friend is, is exciting to see. Um, so yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it's good for caregivers and Cool. yeah i don't know i like it yeah <laughs> <laughs> kind of on the spot on the interview question didn't mean to be <laughs> yeah um but yeah no it's been uh really great and yeah that's what it's all about <clears throat> bringing this community of caregivers together not only answering the call to caregiving but also um just building and wanting to be the resource and the go-to place for our caregivers to get um, help support and encouragement and um, we're just going to keep doing that and keep building that um, so appreciate all all your contributions and ideas and skills and experience to that so it's been fantastic uh, so this is great all right well miss chrissy anything uh to sign off yeah actually i do i do what i really loved to hear my uh wonderful son say was he's my brother first yeah. and as caregivers that is like the most truest statement because the people that we take care of there are people first they're our mother first our sibling first you know and if you just treat the person the syndrome or the illness or whatever they're struggling with it can work itself out so just treat just i really loved hearing him say that i was like so my kid i love it um because yeah that's one of the things you know in working in the hospital environment um you just really have i've learned along the way when you treat the patient as the the human that they are mm. it really does work itself out because we are you know we're there to heal emotionally we can't, can't always heal them physically so yeah that was great that was super i think that's the definitely the statement of the week um uh because that's so uh, yeah powerful. and 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 it's easy to um what's the word step away from not necessarily forget but sometimes in frustration or whatever you you, you it's something that you always have to remember and put in front because it can be like okay we're gonna do this again right. or um, you know wait a minute okay mom. yeah yeah you know or true because as caregivers it's an ongoing process it's a never-ending you know you're constantly caring so caring for their needs and we get caught up in the hustle and bustle of oh i gotta do this again for them and i gotta do that again for them and i gotta do this again for them so we get kind of frustrated and yeah i think that's a great golden nugget to just remember okay i get to remember who they are as a person yeah. and then i can love them the rest of the way yeah so yeah. thank you babe that's, yeah that's a great pullback uh okay can I bring it bring it bring it back <laughs> mom okay mom i love you <laughs> okay. 
and I'm going to help you now. <laughs> You're my brother first. Even mother though brother. I don't want to tell you for the 18th time what we're doing tonight. <laughs> yeah. Your mom. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff. All right. Well, everybody, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this episode of Caregivers Care Jar podcast. Um, please, as always, um, you know, subscribe and share. <clears throat> if this is on Facebook, the word is sprinkle. Sprinkle this to each other, um, <laughs> friends and family, you know, uh, so that they can, um, and so others that would just, you know, benefit from hearing what we have and support. Um, also, if there's, we are always open for interviews um, for those that want to just share their journey. Sharing our journey is what bonds us together. And uh, and Chris and I were putting this, it's like, as long as we can share our journeys, then it, everybody can relate at some level in this circle. Um, so, yep, let's do that. And we appreciate the support. <clears throat> visit, it, uh, visit us and check out all that we have to offer in our resources on caregiverscarejar.com. You can also email us um, at caregiverscarejar.com jar.com uh, at gmail.com and our facebook is the same uh it's the same thing uh so we'll see you on there on until next time again christian so great to uh have you and learn from you and share and so uh get to learn more about you and appreciate all that you do and uh, until next time until next meeting or something <laughs> uh, love you babe take care everybody Bye.